Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Adios, buddios. It's time for everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is my favorite buddy, one of my favorite special buddies. He's the creator of our logo up in the right-hand corner up there, if you don't see it. All right, very good, buddy. Aaron Forsyth, how you doing, buddy? I think I'm all right. I'm thinking all right. I'm faking it well. Awesome. Hey, I got to ask, how's the comedy been going? Comedy. Well, life is comedy. But, yes, it's been going really well. Uh, past year's been awesome, mainly because it's opened up. But also, I hit that point. I hit the point, Nick. You when you point. get Yes, when you finally find yourself, you know, before – you know that first three years, three and a half years, you're kind of fumbling around. You, you're getting it. Eh, want swing and a miss, home run, triple, whatever. But no, lately they've been going good. I've been getting paid for it finally, and I'm playing to crowds, and things are going good, and and the writing has been going cool. I, I don't know. It just feels like at that moment, I'm at that point when all things are converging. Everything's starting so, to click. I think so. I think so. Now I just jinx myself. So probably I'll go out and bomb tomorrow, but whatever. <laughs> That's hey, what it is. You fall off the bike, you get back on it. Hey, every comedian has those nights. That means you're a true comedian, you know? Yeah, you got to. I mean, yeah, you're going to fall off the skateboard, you know? I mean, that's what happens. Hey, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you just get back up, keep riding, keep fall down, keep riding, keep going, keep going, keep moving. Yep. Uh, you can do, my friend. So I, do you have any... Do you have any upcoming shows? I do. I do. I got to check the old calendar. I took the month of March off. Other than the mm -hmm. mic we did the other day, I took the month of March off. I've been writing. And uh, also, too, which I'll tell you in a little bit, I got a, I got a little some things going on. But mm -hmm. gig-wise, I'll say, well, I've got some uh, good-paying ones. The ones I want to get people out to would be April 2nd. I'm at the Clark House in Hermitage with a lot of the cats from the uh, from the Youngstown scene around that. They're throwing this. They asked me to join the join the bill, so it's a good one. My buddy Steve Swanson, he was the one who headlined at the mic at Voodoo the other day. Ah. Yeah, he's a good egg, good friend of ours. So he asked me to do that show. So we're going to do that. Also, I got some things in between, but they're all just little gribby grabbies here and their appearances. I got a private party. But the next one is I'm via my agent, the agent. Ooh. Yeah, I got an agent. Yeah, which books me in the outskirts. But it's pretty cool because it's, I got a little chingola. Uh, got to pay him, but that's okay. That's all right. So I'm doing it with uh, Howard Mancone. He's a, he's a juggler. I, this is probably my like, I want to say seventh or eighth gig I've done with Howard. I don't. Have you ever met him yet? I have not. He's a oh, he's a comedic juggler. Which you would go comedic juggler, huh? 
great all-around dude. Actually, I think you might want to get him on BuddyCast. I think he'd be a good dude because he's a good, positive guy. He's got great stories. He's been to the ends of the earth and back. And this guy is talented. And when I say he he juggles, he juggles. But he does that old vaudevillian mixed with a positive, fun message mixed with – yeah. But this is like – I've done many gigs with him and it seems like our agent, he has the same agent as I do. And they, he keeps teaming us up. So basically it turns out to be Saturday, April 23rd. Now it doesn't sound that prestigious, but it's the American Legion post 237 in union city. Now I know what you're thinking. I know my comic buddies are going <laughs> union city, but no, I will find a lot of these outskirts of rural gigs are great because you're yes. you're bringing yes to them a saturday night with comedy is boom they don't get comedy out that way so they it's an event for them it's date night and you've got a packed house of like 200 people that are just raring to go you know what i mean and yeah. in the rural areas yeah it's great anything goes you could say whatever you want i i mean believe me i've pushed the envelope and it's and it's been glorious. And then you leave there with a nice envelope full of full, full of chingola mixed with I had a good night. I hung out with my buddy Howard. And it, it just all works together. You know what I mean? So it's not like doing open mics where you go, oh, oh you eat your own ass for, for five minutes of stage time and then leave there going, oh, Jesus, what am I doing here? Exactly. But, their shows. So mm -hmm. there's that. And like I said, I got things in between little private parties that, you know, they, I get hired on the side sometimes to do a birthday party here or whatever there, or you go here, things are rolling. It's feast or famine. You got to grab them when you can, you got to just say yes. So I've been just saying yes. Other than this month of March, took it off. Weather was kind of sloppy jalopy. There mm -hmm. are gas prices are up, but that, but whatever. And then, you know, I just got a new dog, so we're training that. Ooh, and, tell us about the new peppers. Eh, well, I don't he's, he's scampering around here somewhere. Eh, he's a little fuzzy muzzlin, so if he shows up, I'll I'll give him a shot. But uh <laughs> cool little leg, cool little leg, and uh just yeah. Name you gotta work too. I gotta I got I gotta work during the day. I gotta but I've been also creatively mm -hmm. well maybe well this we could tell the buddy cast friends. I got things going on. I got a little bigger vision, buddy. I got a bigger vision. What's that vision? So, the vision. Well, okay. Everyone's telling me, Aaron, you're a wacky guy. You're funny, whatever. Eh. So I got to do more content. But I, other than my old podcast, which we could get into a little later, yep. I canceled the podcast way back because I did it during the pandemic and I had to. I had to get it out. Well, I canceled it, got busy again, got the schedule rolling. But now, here's the clinker. What I got is an old high school buddy of mine, which I want you to interview him, too. He's, he, now we've got you two new guests. Mm -hmm. He's moving back from Tempe, Arizona. Been gone 20 years. I've been talking to him right along, though. He's a film guy, and he films a lot of stuff, and he thinks like I do. We're on the same page. And he's a camera guy. So what we're going to do, we're mixing heads. We're building a studio. We're going to make all kinds of wacky content. I'm probably going to be calling on you and all my comic buddies for little things here and there. I, I've been writing. This whole month has been 
write, write, write. And I've been writing bits and skits since, and anything I could think of, anything creative, whether it's a fake commercial or a weird, dumb this or that, creating characters so I can later on have content for myself, but we all creatively do stuff together. And, and that's, as a comic, I've been trying to think, how can I move the dial while I'm sitting here on the days that I don't have mic time? And all signs are pointing to, got to stay creative. Now that my buddy's moving back, you're going to see some wacky stuff. It's going to show up on Facebook. It's going to show up on my site. It's, you know, it'll take about a month for us to get our legs going. But mm -hmm. once we do... And, and some of it, not all of it's going to be great. Who knows? But the idea is just to kind of get those creative writing juices going and making skits and things and improvs. Or, or, and then I'm going to revamp the podcast, which was only audio before, is going to be a visual one too. Ooh. So, yes. So I, I'm setting up in my side studio over there, you know, the two chairs, three camera angle kind of thing. We're going to do it that way but we're going to make podcasts on the side. So, so really keep it going, keep the whole mechanism going. Mm -hmm. And as much as I can, I'm going to include my friends like you. I want to call all the comics, you know, the Craig Baxter's and the, and, and the Anthony's and the, and the Dan's and anyone we know, you know, from the Scotty G's on down, Eric Bachman, I'm going to call on all our friends every now and then to come on in and let's do this thing, this little skit. It's going to sound crazy. You know, you're going to be like, Really? Do I got to really do that? <laughs> do you really want me to dress up like a bear? All right. Trust me. It's going to be funny. You know, you know, who knows what it's going to be. I'm just throwing it out there. But You're not going to have me sign any waivers before this, are you? No, no, no. That's the thing. Cause I wouldn't sign anything you wouldn't sign. Yeah. So, <laughs> so no, we're just going to go for it. It goes into the, just say yes theory. We're all going to just, just say yes. We're going to throw the spit wads on the chalkboard and see how long it takes for us to go to detention. You know? <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot because you're getting creative. You're not worried about what's going to happen. You're just going for it. What's the worst that can happen? Yes. Yes, exactly. And along the way, I'm hoping I can reinvent all of us collectively, but reinvent myself, you know, and that's <laughs> the thing. I strength in numbers. There's strength in a village. I, I realized long ago it's harder to do it by yourself. I do yes. I do a lot of things by myself, and it's like you're alone. You're you're alone in the desert there, you know. So gotta that's have friends. Have buddies. That's why you buddies. Have, that's why yeah. I created buddy cats. I couldn't do the show alone. I'd be up here going. Um, so, anyways, on my annual report, um, let's see. I. Um, Okay, I guess today's gonna be a short episode or something like that. But now yeah. it's it's a conversation. It's you and me back and forth, bantering back and forth, talking about ideas, talking about what's going on in your life, asking follow up questions, just chatting, just chit chatting, like we all right. you know, just chit chatting, like if we ran into each other on the street, you know, my friend. Yeah, yeah, but we never run into each other on the street. We're always at a mic or a gig, and then it's like, hey, how you doing? Uh, we talk for a little bit, and then. Oh, it's your turn. And then, yeah. oh, it's my turn. And then it's like, oh, everyone's leaving. Okay. Well, I guess I'll, I'll see, see you next time. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to do know. something. We got to get it. We got to catch up for lunch or something, my friend. You know? Yeah. We got to get the wives together. We got to, yeah. 
You gotta yes. get the pets together. You oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's just as you can probably tell, this one's just dying for activity, you know? Oh, is that nugget? Yes, that is. That's Say nugget. Say hi. He's, like, <laughs> he's down. Oh, there he oh, there. Yep, he's up. Now we've woken the yeah. beast. Yeah, he's a good egg. He is. Mm. He is. So, how's the graphic design business going, by the way, speaking of our logo up there? Well, I do that. That's been my 16-year job. I mean, I was doing all... I was, You know me. I was a musician for 30 years, been doing it, working you got to have a day job. Yes. Luckily, I have a day job to where I can be creative. I have a steady paycheck. And they like me, mm-hmm. which is hard enough to get people to like you. But they're cool. Uh, Erie Beer Company. I, I make Bud Light posters. So anything you see around town from here to Pittsburgh that has Bud Light on it, from big, small events, bands, menus, you name it, that was me. Awesome. That's what I do. But I like it because it's still creative. And to me, being be a day job, everyone goes, oh, I'm in a day job. I'm, I'm like, but if you like what you're doing, it's not a job. You know what I mean? So I like it because it's creative. And creativity is best done when you have parameters. Yes. If, if you don't have a parameter or an end game, you're just a hot dog down a hallway. Whereas this, if if I've got 10, 10 jobs I got to do per day graphically, I got to meet that by the end of the day. But then I also got to be as creative as I can within parameters. And that, I think I work better that way. And I don't know if a lot of creative people do. Some don't. Who knows? But I think parameters are kind of good or deadlines maybe are good for creative minds. Because our natural instinct is to wander and keep going and keep tweaking and keep overthinking because we're overthinkers by nature. Uh, I love graphic design. That, I've been an artist since I was a kid. I was drawing cartoons on, on book covers when I was in grade school. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that, that's just part of my wheelhouse. But oddly enough, drawing cartoons, making music, making comedy now content whatever i do it's still that creative it's that still that hamster wheel in your head that's running around at all times you know what i mean the hamster wheel never stops and the only way to get them to stop is to make something creative you know what i mean mm-hmm. so the graphic design is going well because awesome. i'm create creative and getting paid for it. i have a 401k and insurance and i'm happy yes <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, who could ask for anything more? I say it all the time on this show. I watch. There's a show out there called uh, Cobra Kai. It's the oh, I've movie. seen it many times. Love it. Yes, my one of my favorite quotes from that movie, from that TV show is, "Man who works for passion is much richer than man who works for money." You know, right, right. Because isn't that true? I'm happier you doing your job compared to a nine to five job that yeah, sure could be paying you like hundred thousand dollars a year or something but literally all you're doing is crunching in numbers all day you know just typing oh, yeah. the same number after 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 every you're coming oh, home and you're, yeah. telling your, you're telling your you're telling the missus all about your day and everything like that in one job you're literally just 
if something new happens, I will let you know. Until then, yeah, exactly. Assume that you, I. But in this job, you could be like, "You'll never guess what happened today." This company called, and they wanted this, so I had to think, and I had to really think about it, and then, boom, it hit me like lightning. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there are little things that also, to you, see yourself getting better, and you don't realize you're doing it, and then when you when you reach your ten thousand hours, but then you reach ten thousand hours on your fourth round, it's instinctual. It's like. Mm. Whew, you're just making the donuts like, wow, I'm, I'm doing this. And that donut was better than the last donut. And I'm just wow, 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 slinging it out. It's great. It's a great feeling because it's not yeah. stressful. And, and like I said, no, I'm not, I don't work for free. I mean, you got to have, you got to get a daily page. You got to keep the lights on. I got to get the pets fed. Yeah. I got, <laughs> you know, I got, there's a middle modicum of, all right. But yeah. no, it's cool. It's cool. I, I like, I like the world where, art and commerce mix. Cause there's always been that artist dichotomy of art and comic commerce. Don't mix. You know what I mean? But I like when it does. I like when they go in tandem and it's like, wow. And then you mix that with, wow, I'm actually making the world a better place and getting paid and being creative. Wow. But I hit all three dials, man. That's <laughs> yeah. And Going back to what we were talking about in comedy, when it starts happening in comedy, you go, wait a minute. I think I'm actually, I think I just got a little money for that show. Wow. I think I just got some laughs. Wow. I feel pretty good. I'm, I don't feel like driving off the end of the road here on the way home. I'm actually mm -hmm. singing on the way home. Yep. So, boom, boom, it's happening. So, and then, all signs are pointing up. You're singing, I'm still standing compared to singing Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I've done that. I've done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how could you, with your graphic design business, help our buddies today? If anyone ever needed some help, would you be well, buddy out or something like that? I mean, I, I, I've done stuff for friends. I mean, if I know you, I've done stuff on the side, but yeah. generally I, I work under the flag of the Bud Light Anheuser-Busch people. So anything mm -hmm. I do has to kind of go through them because they're my, bosses or agents you if you will mm. um but i've done like on the side i've done met through the years i've done like a lot of bands like logos i mean almost every band in town i've done a poster for or a cd mm. layout or a thing i mean it's it's been non-stop for 15 16 years so they all know me so i do help my friends out but i, I do that as much as i can as long as the schedule allows it and it's cool but generally, no, I, I, I got, I, I stay under the, the, the Bud Light window because, you know, I'm in the beer industry. You know? <laughs> but it's cool; they're good. Exactly. Exactly. So let's go back to that show idea you had. Tell us more about your podcast coming up that you were thinking of revamping, redoing, the whole nine yards. Buddy Cast exclusive. Well, what one? Buddy Cast exclusive. Let's go. Well. I can't give the name away yet because I'm not sure. I'm making the logo. I got a couple ideas. I got when Mike gets back into town here. I gotta, I gotta figure out how we're gonna do it. The main one's gonna be my. It, it was called the Aaron Forsyth podcast. Mm -hmm. If you go to my website, AaronForsythe.com, you see old episodes. Now I'm gonna warn any listener. They are. I did them during the pandemic, so there's timestamp things in there that aren't 
you know what I mean? Like if I'm talking about a shutdown or if I'm talking about wearing masks or if I'm talking about, I don't know, the election, but I tried to stay out of any politics. I definitely, I'm mm-hmm. anti-politics. I, 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 I don't really divide case. anybody. Yeah. 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 But I, uh, the main gist is going to be me t- pontificating, but I'm going to add Mike since he's my board op guy, he's going to be, talking back and forth. We're going to get an occasional guest in there if we can. You know, at first, maybe not, but after once we get the legs going, I'm going to get more. See, before when I was just doing audio, I could do it via phone. This way, now we're dealing with a three-camera shoot. I'm going to have to figure out lighting, and there's a lot of moving parts that go into this because I want to make it look pro. Uh, But generally, I'm going to interview somebody on on the back nine but the first half would be probably just me pontificating news of the day, maybe bits, do some mailbag. I'm going to leave out a phone number so people can leave me messages and ask questions. Cause the mailbag was always fun. Mm-hmm. Now I used to get a lot of hate mail and people like busting my balls and just making fun of me. And, and I would have to address it because it's like, you just all right. Yeah. You know, yeah. All right, let's read this one. And this one will say, you are a liberal cuck. And you'll be like, all right, all right, you know, on to the next one. And you are an idiot. Your nose is big. You know, and, and a lot of hate. And it's funny. But, you know, in hindsight, it, it made me, it's kind of like a heckler that isn't heckling you live. So you, you actually have time to think about your response. <laughs> you know, you're not thrown. You know, it's like, so it was good that way. But yes. I'm going to do that. I like the mailbag. I like that idea. I like the phone call. Maybe even take some live phone calls. Uh, news of the day, whatever we're talking about, minus politics. Um, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I, I'm just going to – we even were talking about a segment like a, a show-and-tell segment or what is this thing, you know, or things like that. And we pontificate on what it is or how it works or – do you know anything about that? I don't know anything about that. Well, let's figure it out. You know, let's figure it out. So it's going to be a series of all kinds of things. I don't know where the main temperature is going to fall. when It's mm-hmm. all said and done. But the first probably six weeks of episodes are going to be that. Just we're going to see where it goes. We're going to throw the spit wads onto the, onto the chalkboard and see where we go. I'm making you yawn there. You're yawning. Right. I have had a did long... you have a long day at the zoo? I did. We walked around a lot of miles. My girlfriend actually showed me. She uh, took me the. She showed me the map that we were doing, and it looked like a child just scribbled all over it. That's how we walked. Oh, you're back. Uh, and here, I gotta and say, here, the local zoo is great. Oh, it is. It really is. Yeah. I feel bad because a lot of the exhibits today were closed, or um, you know, like a lot of the animals went out because it wasn't warm enough. And then they got the whole situation with the orangutan going on with the orangutan. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't out. It just it was sad. But the, he's got a lot of mail. Speaking of mail, you know he's got a lot of cards and everything. That kid's a wow. So. Wow, he's yeah, he's probably got more fans and watchers than we do. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Not going to do. I know. I know. He needs an OnlyFans and a cameo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Going back, let's go back to comedy. What are your hopes and dreams for your comedy career coming up? Hopes and dreams. Well, I've been doing a lot of 
eventually I'll get the headliner status. I will never say I'm a headliner because that's a lot of pressure. And, and quite frankly, I'm not ready. Uh, but I have been doing longer half hours and 45s and I, I'm a strong feature and that's what I've been doing. So the past year has been all mostly feature gigs to where, you know, I come in, there might be a host, then an opener or a guest or two, and then I do the strong feature and then a headliner. I like that space. That space right. is the strongest. You know, you go to a big club, you go to a bigger club. I was just in Ohio and I did the, the four shows. You do the, you do the early show, the late show on a Friday, do the Saturday early, late. So you got four gigs in a weekend. You do that. But as a feature, you don't have the pressure of selling tickets. You know, the bar owner is not going hmm, 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 and looking at you when you're the feature. It's just like, all right, I got my thing. I got to warm them up. I got to grab them by the curlies and, and I just got to rustle them up, you know, and that's that I like that space, but my hopes and dreams are eventually get there, but I want to get to more to where gigs are calling me. I want more people to call me. I, I, I'm not much of a negotiator, so it's hard for me to get out there and, you know, call somebody up and check out my video. You know, I feel like an idiot, but I'd like the phone to ring. I, I want to get to the point where maybe maybe I got some followers, maybe some frequent followers that come to gigs. I mean, I do. They know me. Everyone kind of mm -hmm. knows me, but it's not it's not fanfare. But my ultimate dream would be, and and I respect anyone who could do this. Whether I don't care what you're at, but if the person who can make a living off comedy would be great. You know, I respect that. You know, if you can do that, if that's your only source of income and it eclipses what the, what the day job would be, that that's kind of where I'd like to go. But, hey, I'm totally cool with the day job. I'm totally cool with that. And I'll just travel out on the weekends and do my thing and then mm -hmm. drive with them during the week and show up to work a little tired. I mean, that's what I do. But I want to get to the point where... You know, yeah, you know, I, I hate to say financial security, but, but that point when you go, wow, huh, I'm not living check to check anymore. And wow, people are actually asking to see me. And wow, I don't feel like driving off the end of the bridge today. That's about, that's about the goal. <laughs> Short of that, all right, I'll take it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so that's the goal. Hey, those are some great goals, my friend. And you're right. Eventually, I, I can see it. You are going to get to the points where people are going to see you. You're not going to be creating billboards for beers anymore. You're going to create billboards for your name saying, coming right. up with the next act, you know, coming up this yeah. week at Funny Bone Comedy Club or, you know, coming up at, uh, I can think they called like Hyenas or something like that, or like Howlers or something. Yeah, you know? I would love to just, yeah, I would like to honestly work four days a week and then like oh, i gotta fly out because i'm going to flying out to tahoma for the weekend and then i'll be back on monday you know you know and just i want to i want to live in erie enjoy erie enjoy my house enjoy my wife enjoy my pets but i also want to travel too you know so yes. i want to you know i have no desire to live in expensive california or move i'm yeah. i'm born and bred in erie and i love erie it's cheap mm -hmm. Well, I know people. I, I just love the air here. And uh, that's that's it. You know, yeah. That, There's just something about Evie. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Yes. 
Yes. So who are some of your comedic role models? Role models? Well, mm -hmm. are you talking like influencers like or comedian. you comedians? Well, I gotta say, good or bad, they all do. I mean, I met you local guys. Some of you guys, like you've inspired me. I, I've had, you know, a lot of people have inspired me locally and young. But then also you see the big guys and, and I'll read their books or if I'll listen to them on podcasts and I'll hear their backstory and I'll go, shit, I wasn't that far off. I, I think we're in the same wheelhouse here. Uh, inspiration. I, man, everyone kind of weirdly inspires me unless they're a real, a real stick in the mud jerk, you know, but mm -hmm. honestly, you know, one out of 200 has I've ever met has been a jerk. The comedy, the comedy, no matter how big or small, we're all in this weird, weird box of misfits that everyone, you know what I mean? I, I find it's, yeah, I don't, but inspiration wise, I couldn't call any, that's a tough one. That's I'll have to get back to you on that one. I, I don't have an answer for that. Sounds good. What about some funny stories, audience appropriate, of course, that have happened on stage in your time or, you know, just a funny story you can give us tonight. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, I wish I had Tina next to me. She could tell me something. You know, it seems like every gig, every gig. Okay, so lately, I've been working by crowd work. I've been actually, oh, here's a good one. Uh, I was just kind of like thinking, instead of going up there and doing your act, screw the act. You keep those. You keep those bullets in your pocket. You keep those guns in the holster. And I just the past maybe four gigs, I've been just going up there and going, "All right, how are you doing?" And then I pick everyone out, and I'll start giving them funny names. You know, I'll be like, "Hey man, how are you doing over there, fat?" You know, and I'll go to this side, and I'll go to that side, and I'll work everybody. But then when you start talking to them. They love when you give them funny nicknames. I've been giving everybody funny nicknames on the way out, you know. So when you go to a meet and greet afterwards, they're like, you know, this this one guy I was I don't know I was calling Fizzle Nuts. I was just like, hey Fizzle Nuts, you know, and hey Leprechaun Head, Top Knot, and I was yelling at people and calling them names. I was totally an autopilot and adrenaline, but you know, I I went to the meet and greet afterwards. You know, they're all filing out. And I see Top Knot and I see Fizzle Nuts and I see, you know, the people that I was naming and, and calling out my crowd work. And they were laughing. They were laughing. They're like, oh, my God, my wife's going to call me that forever. You know, and <laughs> it's like I'm giving people nicknames and memories to have, you know, so it totally happened, you know. Mm -hmm. So that those are stories that. I personally cherish, but. Unless you're standing there, eh, they won't translate into it. <laughs> they won't translate over this. But you've heard me. I mean, you, you've been seeing yeah. me lately just totally just working people, you know? Exactly. So have you thought of your role models yet or anything like that? Like anyone, like, like I know I see a lot of Robin Williams in you. I see a lot of, like, with just, you know, with just your animation, with how animated you are, you know? You're not just someone like, so, airplane food, what's up with that? You know, you're like, no. airplane food, you gotta ask, what's up with that? You know? Yes. You know, I, 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 when this, I always say, I would love to be those cool comics that are, 
hold the microphone. They hold the microphone from the bottom and they're like, hello. Uh, but I, I can't do that. The second I get on there, I kick it to autopilot. And I got to say, I'm like a kid in a candy store. And I, I animate. I wish I could hold back, but I can't. But I think it's deep rooted. When I was a kid, I remember I, I used to have a cassette player. And I got to say, this plays into my whole, now I get it. When I was a kid, my first four cassettes was like Steve Martin. I had, I think I had like Rap and Rodney. <laughs> and then I had like Judas Priest, British Steel. And then I had all these metal records. So I was listening to metal music. But then I had, but then I had like the Muppets on cassette. And then I had like Steve Martin, Wild and Crazy Guy. And I would listen to them playing with my toys in the living room as a little tyke. Just once that was over, flip it over, play it again. But I remember Steve Martin. I love the wackiness of Steve Martin. I liked yes. I, 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 I see liked, him in you too. Yes, it's that character. I liked I like people's personalities that are a little bit more over the top. Because any comic I've seen, I remember the ones that are more wacky. You know, the ones that are a little bit more 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 over the top because they gave me something that I hadn't seen before. I know there's, I know our comedy landscape is rife and almost overran. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just a good thing, but they're overran with the smart comics, the guys that tell you like it is, or the girls that tell you like it is, or, or the ranters, the angry ranters. To me, I think comedy should be comedy. I'm kind of there to laugh. I'm not really there to get yelled at, but who am I? I don't know teach their own but i gotta say i like the characters you know when i was growing up i used to love i used to i mean now keep in mind i was a young teenager when somebody like a Polly shore was around or like a bobcat goldthwaite but they were wacky characters you know what i mean and i like the silliness of it i like the silly because it brought me back it brings me back to that childhood that childish giggle that we used to get Remember that childhood giggle we used to get when we'd hear Steve Martin for the first time, you know what I mean? Or that, just that giggle inside when you knew you had, when you had that little gem in your cassette tape, you know, and you'd play it for somebody. I love that feeling. And, and, and I, I want to give that to people. I want to, I want to try to just be that. So like, cause if, if you, we go out on stage and we start ranting and we start talking about how horrible people are and dang, dang, dang. sure they might laugh there, but they aren't going to remember you. I mean, you, you're just a lineup of eight comics who did the same thing. But I believe if you go out there and whew, fire on all cylinders, I'd like to think that maybe they'll remember me. I don't know. I don't know if it's working. I, I mean, the jury's still out on that, but that's just what I want out of comedian when i see him you know what i mean a little something mm -hmm. different yeah. so so i'm trying to be the change i want to see remember there that quote yes. <laughs> yeah there it is yeah now buddy, now buddy we got to make this an official buddy cast i got two more questions for you lay them out on me the first one is brought to us by hashtag positivity our buddy jonas kane who wants to know in your own words what does it mean to be someone's buddy well, I think it's looking at 
no matter how old, young, tall, small, wide, whatever, whatever they are, looking at them like an equal. I, I will talk to an eight-year-old the same way I'm going to talk to you, the same way I'm, I treat everybody the same way. So you, the same conversation I, you get out of me, I, my girlfriend hears it, you know, my daughter hears it. I'm, I'm the same wacky, wacky character that I, all the time. So I believe in equality. So to be somebody's buddy, you got to be equal. You got to, you got to get down in there and be equal because we're not better than anybody. Nobody's better than anybody. We're all, we're all just Legos in a big pile of bricks, you know, and that, and what else does it mean to be somebody's buddy? I tell you, help them out. You know what I mean? Instead mm -hmm. of going hard, you can tell when somebody's a little off. You know, you can tell when somebody's center is a little off. You you got to dig in there. You got to dig in there. And you got to and you got to find it. Instead of going, how are you doing? And they go, oh, I'm fine. You got to go, no, man. How are you doing? You know, and get in there and just kind of, you know what I mean? Because not everyone's going to be forthcoming with it. So you got to get in there and you got to really... Make the world a better place, and you got to make a do it person by person, situation by situation, joke by joke. The only way to be a buddy is is to treat everyone like a buddy, and and make the world a better place. That's well, all I say. Well, Does that help? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Buddies are equal, and it's all about finding that core center, that's root, that you know you can tell. No, you're not fine. What's really going on? Have a chat with me over to the side. You know, yeah, yeah, and and a lot of times you don't have to tell them anything. A lot of times no. people just want to; they just need an ear. Being a That's buddy it. is sometimes being a shoulder, being an ear. They just and need then, someone to listen. Yeah, yeah. Just you, you basically. It always goes back to do unto others, right? Yes. Remember that thing that we all learned when we were tykes: do unto others as you'd want them to do unto you, or whatever that means. Yeah. Like Bingo. I said, I just, I, I talk to people like I talk, like I would want them to talk to me. That's why I would, I don't say nothing bad about anybody because I don't want anyone saying bad about me. And I don't, I don't talk down to people because I don't want to be talked down to. I never yell at people because I you hate being yell yelled at. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you just do unto others. It's, it's, it's the flow. It's the buddy code. It's the buddy code. Yeah, that should be the buddy code. Yeah. <laughs> and now, buddy, it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. I'm going to split this into two pieces for you. Excuse me one second. I'm going to split this into two pieces for you. The first okay. piece is going to be for anyone out there who's listening, who wants to go and stand up comedy. What's your advice to them? Who? Well, uh, I mean the obvious. You got to get time in the tool shed. B, you gotta just do it, do it, do it. But I would have to say, oh boy, that's a tricky one. I just say, be yourself. Don't be somebody else. I mean, everybody springboards off of what they know. I would say, be yourself, but also. Be the comedy you want to see. If there's a certain kind of thing that, much like I did, I didn't see a lot of people like me, and I got to realizing, like, oh, shit, I'm not going to be, 
I'm not going to fit in here. But then I got to realizing, wait a minute, I fit in being me, which is different. I say, be different. Go ahead, you know. But I also say, too, never talk shit on another comic. That That's a given. I don't like that. I, I and, and really, your job is to make people laugh. So my advice to anyone getting in the comic comedy, make people laugh. Just be funny. I mean, it's kind of simple or at least be positive. You know, don't be a don't be a deadbeat. You know, <laughs> I mean, let's go. We're all, you know. Yeah. Like and write it down. Write it down. Write it down, too. Always keep yes. the book. You know. Yes. Write it down because you will forget always it. Writing. Always writing no matter what. I'll, yeah, write it in your phone. Use the old phone thing, or, or, or the moleskin book. We all have those black books with the thing. Yeah, I, I got tons of those. You just write it down so you don't forget it. Just keep writing it, writing it, writing it. Move on. Love that advice as well. And the final piece of advice I'm going to ask you for is for anybody who wants to be a graphic designer who wants to go oh. into graphic design. What's your advice for them? Hmm. That you need your 10,000 hours. So see, everybody thinks they can make a poster. Now, how many times have you gone, gone to a bulletin board at a, uh, say, a or at uh, the laundromat and you see a horrible poster and it just says, I'm having a yard sale? Well, chances are that person's never made a poster before. I mean, we're not going to rip on it, but we're going to say, you know, you want to be a graphic designer, take a yard sale poster and make it better. You got to just keep doing it and you got to do it in 10 times over. I say graphic design. That's a tricky one because no one sets, if you're artistic, you never say I'm going to be a graphic designer. I just ended up being a graphic designer because that was the, that was a sub avenue of the main avenue. Like I wanted to be a cartoonist, but no one's hiring a cartoonist. So here I go into graphic design because I knew the people and it worked out, but, uh, advice for a graphic designer. Well, be original. Be original and and listen to the client. Maybe, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Try to try to please the client without without making crap. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's a fine balance. You're gonna go uh, when the client's telling you, "I want six triangles and a dog's head, and I want this in the corner," and you go, "Well, that's not gonna work out." So you got to find the way to rearrange the pickup sticks to their liking, but also to your visual liking. So it's a, mm -hmm. it's Happy definitely medium. a game of Jenga. I mean, it's a weird visual game of Jenga. You're like, you pull one thing out, grab that, grab that, move that. And then your, your towers. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, graphic designer wise, chances are, if you've got to the point when you are a graphic designer, you kind of know what you're doing. At that point, you just got to go, I got to do it more, 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 more. And then look at what's great out there. Look at the great ones. And you go, wow. Like when you see like a Shepherd Fairy poster, you know, like remember the iconic Obama poster that Shepherd Fairy did? You go, wow, that moves me. It's so simple, you know, simplicity yes. mixed with impact. You know, I mean, they're, they're, your eye pulls to the right and down, you know, so you got to know those things. There's little things that you know along the way and you learn, but. Yeah, just keep doing it and do and do it with do it with integrity. Love that answer. <laughs> yeah, do it with integrity. That's all you got. Yeah, do. yes. 
Yes. Yep. Well, buddy, we've come to the end of the segment, but I want to thank you, A, for being a buddy here on Buddy Cash. You're not a guest. You're a buddy. B, for being a buddy in life. You're always there for me whenever I count on you. Whether yep. it's just night being a comedian or whether it's just Hey, want to shoot the breeze and see what's going on in life? You know, catch up. Or... Yeah, you've texted me many times. Yeah, we just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the idea. Yeah, just always have that phone thin, line open. Even if it's, hey, I need a logo up there. Think you can help me out? You know, yeah. you're yeah. there. Yeah, so thank yeah you. make the world a better place. Thank you. Thank you for being a buddy. And thanks for what you're doing. I hope I hope you're moving the dial. I hope people watch this. I don't know what, what your numbers look like, but I mm -hmm. hope even if you can make one person today, smile and have a better day hey you did your job you know Bingo. it's no different that's it's no different than cast. us doing a gig yeah that's the goal of buddy cast it's not to oh let's see if we can reach a thousand people in one day or something like that it's just literally there's gonna be someone here who watches and goes that's it and we've had plenty of success stories so that's what i value. exactly that's what i value this show on yes so, but buddy well thank you yeah. yep and I buddy cast people yes. anyone out there in buddy cast land thank you Keep listening to Nick. He's the guy. And also, before I go, I just say keep an eye on if you're looking for dates or if you're looking for something, you can find me. I got my website, AaronForsyth.com. I'm also on Facebook. Easy to find. I'm I, Give me a Google. You can find my old music. You can find my old crappy podcast. And then there will be new stuff coming up. I'm always moving and shaking. So if, if you want to come and get weird and wacky, all right, we'll do it. We'll hang. We'll hang. Sounds good. And, buddy, I got one favor to ask you before we close out this show. Lay it Whatever on me, Slim. Today, Whatever you do today, go out and be someone's buddy. You want me to say that? Go be someone's buddy. I will be somebody's. I am somebody's buddy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Go be Bro. somebody's buddy. Yes. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Aaron Forsyth. Please thank you, Nick. Stuff. Give and your we'll lovely see. wife a hug for me. Will do. All yeah. right, you're the best, Pally. You too, buddy. We'll catch everybody All right. here next time on everybody's favorite show, Buddy Cast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone fast, buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cast. Hey buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.